This is Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks, where a spirit board conversation sparked our spiritual evolution. I'm Shale. And I'm Cheyenne. And each week, we explore a world where there is much more than meets the eye. So pour yourself a drink and join us as we cheers to a witch in good time. I know. <laughs> Bebe. Welcome right. back, witches. I'm going to introduce it because Shale's going to talk the most. <laughs> this yeah. Is my attempt, this is my attempt at participating today. Uh, what are you drinking? I am drinking, so I'm having like a sober year. Um, I am drinking grapefruit sparkling water. It's the Spindrift brand if you haven't tried this ish first of all spindrift sponsor us secondly it's really good because it actually has um like legit fruit juice in it not like artificial fruit fruit juice so it's not one that just tastes like really watered down terribleness it actually has decent flavor to it and i really like it hot take yeah that's what i'm drinking I love that. I, I do have a, a hot spindrift take. Um, your other cat has his paw under the door like a fucking goblin demon in the back <laughs> of the Zoom. I was like, as soon as you were like your other cat, I was like, he's not in the room. So what are you seeing? Oh my gosh, he's so creepy. <laughs> we're on Zoom recording this and one of Shale's cats is under the bed in her office, like under the covers being like a creepy exorcist cat. And then the other one, literally, I just see like two paws come under the door frame as I'm about to tell you that I don't love Spindrift sparkling water, but wow. hater! I know I am a hater and it's, but I'm not a hater. Always. I do like the grapefruit one. That one is good. I only like the citrus ones. Okay. So to be fair, this is the only Spindrift I've ever tried. So I'm very biased. Okay. Yeah. I feel this way about most sparkling beverages. I want them to be citrusy. I don't want berry bubble water. Oh no. Those are disgusting. Get, get the, I fully agree. Fuck out of here with berry bubble water. <laughs> No, it literally tastes like perfume. It's and gross. Syrup. Absolutely. I would rather have just normal old club soda than fake berry flavor. Agreed. But they have a lemon one. That's really nice. I'll have to try that one. I like that one. There's like a lemon blueberry or a lemon raspberry. Those ones are good. If you mix your berry with a citrus, then it's fine. Yes. I agree. Now the cats are playing together between I know, the door. They're, they're extremely distracting. <laughs> it's adorable and I love it. So what are you drinking out of your really adorable Kiss the Librarian mug? Silver Spider Print Shop. Sponsor us too. <laughs> we just need sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to send us money, we'd be excited about it. Please. Please send <laughs> <us> money. <laughs> help us. We're poor. Um, yeah, so I'm drinking. I prepared for this herb corner today spoiler alert you already saw it in the title we're talking about plants today um by making a cup of tea oh so actually I did have a blend of tea that I had set aside specifically for this that was like a springtime like Bridget um like had a bunch of stuff in it like nettle and mugwort and all sorts of good shit and then my heart happy um I, I like I had plans I need you to know I had plans for that I feel so honored, honestly. Like, I feel like I want to cry a little bit. That was such okay. thoughtfulness. <laughs> okay, but wait, because I got lazy. Um, so I didn't okay. want to make that tea <laughs> because it's already blended and I needed to like clean out my tea ball to put fresh leaf tea in. So I love that I'm you call it a tea ball. <laughs> well, it's a ball of tea. <laughs> I mean, anyway. literally, yes. It just sounds <laughs> my weird. little my little tea ball. Um, so I'm drinking, you can see she just like cupped her hand. It's a tea ball. (laughs) This episode's already off the wall. I was gonna, I had plans to be intentional, but I'm drinking snarky tea, basic bitch, pumpkin spice. Ooh, I love that though. Way to bring the autumn into the not quite spring. Yeah. Um, my friend Kylie got this. She runs period six. Uh, stationery store in Golden. So go buy cards from her. She's cool. Um, Kylie, sponsor us. (laughs) I'm drinking. How many sponsorship calls was that? Three. 
right? But she sells this in her store and it's very, very good. Um, and Snarky Tea is just like a really fun brand in general. Like their Instagrams are all really funny. And you know how Yogi is always like, they've got oh, nice, like okay. uplifting. Yeah, Snarky Tea is like the opposite of that. It's like, like you wear Uggs and you're fucking white. Oh wait, what did you say? You're then? annoying. I don't know. I didn't read it. I just put them in. Well, where's the bag? Cause they're like little triangle bags. So it has like little ones inside it. It's cute. Oh. The can it's like in the can. Their packaging is very good. Anyway, okay. we've talked about them too anyway, much now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so loves, we're going to talk about love today of all forms, but before we get started, also, when you said you saw this in the title already, I literally were halfway through season three and I just had an epiphany moment where I'm always like trying to be like, kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. And be like, what are we talking about today? And then I realize it's in the fucking title every time. Yeah. We give so that's kind of embarrassing, but whatever. I'm going to have to get more like creative with titles and stuff. Anyway, we're going to pull an herbal tarot card. So as is tradition with the herb corners, um, we pull from the herbal tarot by Michael Tierra and Candace Canton, I think is how you say their name. Um, I also use this same tarot deck on the Curiosities and Apothecaries blog over at Thinning of the Veil Apothecaries. So check those out because we do a monthly tarot read. Um, Link in the show notes. Anyway, we will see who jumps out. I am so excited. No one ever pulls cards for me anymore. God damn it. I always get swords. <laughs> I've been pulling so, a lot of swords this week. Who you got? <laughs> we drew the five of swords and the herb that goes with the five of swords is mistletoe so that's kind of interesting Ooh, we're talking about love oh we're yeah talking about love that's cute that is actually really cute we're gonna be we're gonna be positive about the swords also jeremy gave me a different approach to swords but I'm i was just gonna be jeremy <laughs> hey jeremy I, I was just gonna be like yes okay swords because they do they have I, I think they can kind of have that, like a lot of the nightmare cards are, are swords, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> um, but I think when you break it down, like swords as an action item, like swords are movement, swords are present, swords are like swiftly moving forward, swords are immediate what's happening right now in the present. And I think, um, yeah, like it, it's short and sweet. You just stab it and you're dead and then you move on. There's that <laughs> so, <laughs> wisdom, wisdom. So what does the five of swords mean? So it says after using unfair and devious methods, a man has achieved an empty victory. Bum, bum, he, bum. he carries I actually three drew swords. this card this week. <laughs> <laughs> he carries three swords while two swords remain on the ground in the form of a sacrifice. <laughs> Oh my God. He carries three swords while two swords remain on the ground in the form of a sacrificial cross. The two people near the water feel defeated, rejected, and despondent. They see the sun in the distance being taken over by darkness rather than seeing it as a glimmer of hope and optimism. One can be the oppressed or the oppressor. Looking at a situation as a failure is not acknowledging the lessons that are being learned and is nurturing a defeatist attitude. Likewise, looking at a situation as a conquest will set up the energy of unhealthy competition and eventual defeat. Either way is a no-win situation. The energy that sets up this situation must be released and a new attitude must be adopted. An affirmation that promotes loving allowance for the self and others is necessary. Be grateful for the lessons learned and try not to get into a win-lose way of thinking. This can truly be a turning point in one's life when one can either be honest with oneself or go into deeper deception. Ooh, what are you showing us? Agreed. I'm showing you, I literally drew this card on Tuesday this oh, okay. week. Okay. Uh, so I just, sorry, I ran and grabbed Wasn't my Tuesday yesterday. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, people won't know that when they hear this episode. It's been the hurt. longest goddamn week of my life. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was Friday today. I was like, oh God, you just have to get through today. And then it's, you have a three day weekend. You'll oh, be that's fine. Sad. That, that's and hard then I got you. to work and was like, it is literally fucking Wednesday. <laughs> I was so sad. Okay. So this is what I have in my tarot journal. Um, I've just been drawing like a daily card for myself to try to lock a little bit more of these 
uh, to memory so that I can expand for you lovely people. I love that. Um, also, I just got a really pretty journal that I wanted to write in and I didn't Ooh, have any other ideas. Yeah. Wait, what's it say on the front? It says, which of all of my important nothings shall I tell you first? Which is okay. a quote from Jane Eyre. But I actually, I love that for a tarot journal. I know. I thought so too. I was excited <laughs> about it. Um, so my tarot card of the day for yesterday was the five of swords. And I wrote, I always write like the initial words that it brings up, like the, like the traditional rider weight, like standard. Um, so conflict, defeat, disagreement, competition, um, and also winning. So then what I wrote was pick your battles. Think about how your actions are impacting others. Consider the bigger picture and acknowledge the damages caused by selfishness and deception around you. Sneakiness and lies will only add fuel to the fire. Honesty and open communication will help you move past this hostile environment. Tell the truth and be kind. So. I feel like this is very relevant. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Shannon um, and I just had like an hour long conversation yeah. before this episode started and it's very resonant. <laughs> yeah. It's resonant in my professional life as well. Um, and just like in general should probably start speaking up for myself a little bit more. So <laughs> we've been, we've been drawing a lot of swords lately. So the herb mistletoe that goes along with the five of swords, um, it says mistletoe was highly revered by the Druids who ceremoniously, ceremoniously gathered the plant from oak trees. It was said that the mistletoe protected the wearer from all evil and that the oaks it grew upon were to be respected as well. Branches of mistletoe were carried at the ceremonies that announced the new year, which probably accounts for why it is now used during the Christmas holidays. Another legend says that an ancient god of peace was killed by an arrow of mistletoe. His passing was deeply mourned, and it was requested that he be brought back to life. He was returned to life, and henceforth the mistletoe was kept safe by the goddess of love. It was asked that all those who passed under it should kiss so that it is forever remembered as a symbol of love and not hate. Mistletoe will help develop the ability to be an observer to oneself in one's situations, what is known as a witness consciousness. This will allow for a greater degree of objectivity and clarity. Knotted and congested emotional or mental situations will be loosened up so that one can see things more clearly. Hell yeah. I love that. That's I great. think that was a great card for today's poll. It was. And missile, I, I love the, you know what I also like about this on a very like surface level. Uh, we're going to be posting this the day before Valentine's Day. On Valentine's and, Day. Oh, it will be posted on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yay. Celebrate your, celebrate your lady friends and your lady thems. Have a nice time. Buy oh, each other wow. waffles. With Salger. Oh my God. So good. And if you all don't get that reference, you can't be friends with us. <laughs> yeah. Like for real though. <laughs> like we're very inclusive here, but if you don't understand that joke, then we hate you now. <laughs> Fuck you. You might as well be from Eagleton. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, love, right? Valentine's Day has a lot of conflicting emotions, right? It brings up different emotions in people. If you're, you know, single and loving it, you might love it, right? You might be celebrating Valentine's Day with your friends, might be doing some self-love, might be great. You might just love love. You might be one of those annoying people who likes to put hearts on fucking everything, and your name might be Cheyenne. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not a big deal. Love the self-awareness. <laughs> um, you also might be somebody who really hates every part about it. Every single bit might just make you want to drive a wooden stake through your heart. Wow. <laughs> Which is also kind <laughs> of romantic. So <laughs> TBH. Um, but I just like that mistletoe has this like violent, sad origin story that's turned into such a sweet like love mm -hmm. so it's it's a good perspective change in general I think we could all just take a step back open our eyes a little wider and just be a little bit nicer to ourselves than everyone else <laughs> I love that I think that's a beautiful approach anyway um so what are we how are, how are we doing this what are we talking about with regards to love and herbs so I think, first of all, you were going to share your wisdom on 
where Valentine's Day came from and the holidays yeah. <laughs> around all of this. Yeah. Um, she was. She should have got her laptop out earlier. So she actually had her notes pulled up. Valentine's Day has been around for a really long ass time, you guys. A really, really long time. And you know what? I, I did say all that stuff about you're allowed to hate it and whatever. But if you are such a simpleton, oh boy. Um, I shouldn't be insulting the people who listen to us. We, <laughs> we do not, we can't afford to lose you guys. Um, I love you so much. I'm sorry. Don't cancel us. Right? Like if you are such a simpleton, no, I'm sticking with it. I, I believe in it. Um, that the Valentine's Day is a quote unquote greeting card holiday made up by Hallmark just to sell cards. Capitalist nonsense. You're fucking wrong. But also right. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you have two hosts, friends. Multiple <laughs> opinions. This is a very both and situation. It is. But anyway, Cheyenne's going to share some knowledge on where Valentine's Day comes from and its connections to pagan roots. And then we're going to talk a little bit of herbs on how we can incorporate herbs for use of self-love and for love love. Yes. Okay. So Valentine's Day is the story of the patron saint, Valentine. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um. So, and it, and it does go deeper than that. Valentine's Day, here, let me, let me read. Why is this not? My computer's frozen. Give me two seconds. Future me, definitely edit this part out. <laughs> Hi, future Cheyenne, I love you. Right. And your editing okay. skills are superb. Celebrated Lupercalia. I'm like, technically Lupercalia comes first, but Valentine's Day is named after St. Valentine. So we have to talk about how it's been bastardized first. Jesus. I've also said the Lord's name in vain a lot today. I'm going to cut some of those out. <laughs> Shame on me everywhere. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So Valentine's Day actually has some kind of mysterious traditions as well, because the Catholic church has three separate St. Valentine's, all of whom were martyred. And it's not officially, officially known which of these saints this day is actually specifically related to. That's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So one legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome. And when the emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers, which like probably true, <laughs> accurate. No distractions, you know. <laughs> if you don't have anyone you love, you probably are easy. It's easier to send you off to your death. It's fine. Um, it's true. So he outlawed marriage for young men, which is interesting, right? Is Be yeah. You just like blanket outlaw marriage for young men. And I'm curious, is there like, do you age into it? Like when you turn 27, are you now allowed mm -hmm. by the emperor of Rome to get married? Don't know the answer to that question, but maybe I'll find out. Um, so this is probably the most popular legend. There was this saint, Saint Valentine, who was um, defying this order from Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. And um, he was put to death when Claudius found out that he was doing this. So super bummer for him. Super bummer. <laughs> um, Spoiler alert. You get put to Killed death. a lot of people. Super bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not fun. You were just trying to be nice to people. Um, others insist that it was actually named after St. Valentine of Turney, who is a bishop who um, was also beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. There's not a lot of information on this particular article that I'm reading about who that guy was. So we're going to scoot along to the last one. Um, and then other people suggest that Valentine may have actually been killed for attempting to help Christians escape harsh Roman prisons. Um, and according to this legend, an imprisoned Valentine actually sent the first Valentine greeting himself after he fell in love with the jailer's daughter. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? It is. Um, who visited him during his confinement. 
So although all of these legends are fairly murky, these stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and romantic figure. Um, By the Middle Ages, thanks to this reputation, he became like one of the most popular saints in England and France. So like people like this guy, which to be fair, if you were killed for just helping people get married, like he would probably be my favorite too. Um, Does that make so? <gasps> wait, is that where Cupid comes from? Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna Google history of Cupid after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might be on here. Let me see. Doo, doo, doo. Who is Cupid? Who is Cupid? History Channel. You guys rock, y'all. I it's love like they you. Knew. Like Usually we do a little bit more concise research than this, but again, I thought it was Friday today as we're <laughs> recording this on a Wednesday. So I will link this beautiful article in the show notes if you want to get a little more technical about it. Um, Cupid. Oh, I knew this actually. You did too. We just forgot. Cupid is oh, often okay. portrayed on Valentine's Day cards as a naked cherub launching arrows of love at unsuspecting lovers. But the Roman god Cupid has his roots in Greek mythology as the Greek god of love, Eros. Accounts of his birth vary. Some say he is the son of Nyx and Herberus, others of Aphrodite and Ares, while others suggest he is the son of Iris and Zephyrus, or even Aphrodite and Zeus, who would have been both his father and his grandfather. Hey, yo. I'm also um, like, okay. so his parents could have literally been anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Cupid was born. <laughs> Cupid existed. We don't know, but he belonged to somebody. <laughs> Some Greek, pe- Greek gods got a little saucy and Cupid happened. Um, according to Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal played with, sorry, according to the Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal played with the emotions of gods and men using golden arrows to incite love and leaden ones to sow aversion. It wasn't until Hellenistic period, the Hellenistic period, wow, history channel, you guys should have edited this article. Ooh, calling them out. (laughs) I also could just have misread that. So don't come for me. <laughs> it it was going to get like until... a cease and desist order from the History Channel. <laughs> history where Channel like, was like, shut your mouth. Shut up. <laughs> Way to click the first link that came up on Google, Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what you'll get called out for. <laughs> um, so it wasn't actually until the Hellenistic period that he began to be portrayed as like a mischievous chubby baby that you see on the Valentine's Day card. So he used to be just like a normal Greek god hanging out and helping people fall in love. So hmm. that's cool. So um, how did he become like, did you say this already or did I just miss it? But like, how did he go from Greek? I like god? that you're asking me clarifying questions on something that I literally am reading from the computer. <laughs> well, I'm curious, like, how do you go from Greek god to baby? That's a good question, actually. I'm curious about that, too. Like, that just seems like a weird jump, you know? Like, what was Why? going on during the Hellenistic period to be like, we should make our dude of love a baby? Okay. Why is Cupid painted as a child? Perhaps Cupid is usually seen as a baby because babies represent the combination of two people in love. That is a very binary view of what babies <laughs> represent, friend. But also if you have babies, that's cool. I like babies. It's not a big deal. Why a baby, Eros and Cupid? I think this was just a mark of romantic artists who took liberty of this. Like, I think this was just one of those situations where, like, here you go. I'm going to cut all of this junk out while I'm looking for it. Yeah, because Cupid was like, kind of a babe like he's like an armor he looks like well that's what i'm saying right like how do you go from like typical sexy greek god to like child it's just strange yeah this was not uh that was a very clickbaity title did not answer my question uh who is cupid history.com we're sticking with you guys (laughs) You're, you're my, my home skillets tonight. Okay. Cupid. Yes. Do, do, do. Armed with a bow and arrow. Cupid and Psyche. 
Dun, dun, dun. Cupid fled and ang- Yeah, because Cupid was like boning people. <laughs> this is really annoying. They no, it's it's greeting card people. It's 19th century Victorians just decided that he should be a baby, and that was cuter. Interesting. Literally. So that's literally it. That that's literally somebody it. was like, I'm gonna make a greeting card. It's gonna have Cupid on it. He's gonna be a baby, and we're gonna call it a day. And yeah, that's history. The, like Victorian Renaissance painters. I'm telling you, that's who it was. They like started painting angels as cherubs, probably, and then we're like, no, you know what's gonna sell? <laughs> a baby, and they're not wrong. Um, Honestly, though, I feel like the Victorian era era was like kind of a party, right? Like. You have the spiritualism movement going on and cherubs, like, like just stuff was just weird back then, you know? Amazing. So speaking of weird, we're going to talk about the pagan festival of Lupercalia. Thank you for bringing um, with us through our Cupid tangent because so curiosity sorry. It's amazing. blooms here. <laughs> no, this episode's going to be great and I can cut a lot of that time out. So it's good. Um, While some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which probably occurred around AD 270, that's a long time ago, others claim the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's feast day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. Oh, look at history repeating itself. Oh, what? (laughs) Everyone's celebrating pagan holidays. What? (laughs) Um, Celebrated at the Ides of February or February 15th, Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders Romulus and Remus. To begin the festival, members of the Luperci, an order of Roman priests, would gather at a sacred cave. Oh, maybe this is actually where Cupid came from. Okay where the infants, Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf or lupa. Maybe, question mark? I don't know. The priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. Oh, sad. Why do I, why do I get sad about the dog and not the goat? That's not Like, fair. what does a goat do? That's not fair. I like goats. I apologize. My dog's just next to me, so it stressed me out reading it out loud. They would then strip the goat's hide into strips, dip them into the sacrificial blood and take to the streets. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm sorry for laughing because I'm not trying to be like disrespectful. Nervous laughter. (laughs) No, it's just the sentence is so funny. They would then strip the goat's hide into strips, which is redundant. You should have edited that too. (laughs) It's fine guys. Hire me. Dip them into the sacrificial blood and take to the streets gently slapping women and crop fields with the goat hide and i just had this mental image of somebody <laughs> running out with a goat hide to like like gent like the the gently slapping is the best part of this because it and adds such a like, like <laughs> I'm such a like delicate Gilmore. <laughs> like just tap, yeah tap <laughs> just tap just tap oh, sorry that was very cute Okay, far from being fearful, Roman women welcomed the touch of the hides because it was believed to make them more fertile in the coming year, which is also why they're being hit gently because obvious reasons. Right. Like, no, you cannot hit me that hard. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Later in the day, according to legend, all the young women in the city would place their names in a big urn. The city's bachelors would each choose a name and become paired for the year with his chosen woman. These matches often ended in marriage. It's literally like a Gilmore Girls picnic basket auction at the end of it. Okay, I must confess, I've never watched Gilmore Girls, which I know is going to be like that's that fine devastating to you <laughs> picnic basket auctions are exactly how they sound the lady makes a picnic and then a man buys the picnic basket and the company of the woman to eat it with him oh that's kind of cute so it, it's it's just a wife auction and so that's how lubricalia ends is with a wife auction and these matches often ended in marriage but i appreciate that they do have like a year try on period where it's like if, if you don't like this husband, you can get slapped by a goat hide at the next one. 
Oh, I missed the year try on period. Oh yeah. So you're, you're matched for a year with whoever draws your name Hmm. because it's only the single people doing it anyway. So if you were still single or if you decided oh, to be so single I next Lubricalia. You, you're paired for the year. And then after a year, you can get married if you. You could, yeah. If you could oh. stay together or you'd have, you could have another go at the urn. So it's like the opposite of speed dating. You get matched. <laughs> yes. And then you have like a year to figure it out. And then you Did get the Romans rematched. invent like 90 day fiance kind of? But like 12 months. Yeah. Huh. Better. You know, I can't be on board with that. It's kind of like a blind date and then you figure out if it's compatible or not. If not, cool. But you also give yourself plenty of time to really make a decision. Yeah, I think it's really important. And this isn't the case for everyone. My parents got married. They eloped after four months of dating and they're like annoyingly happy and gross. Hi, mom. Hi, dad. (laughs) Love you. Um, But I always have said, I'm like, you need to experience every holiday. You have to experience a full year's worth of holidays with a person to know if you're truly compatible. I actually think that's good advice because every holiday has very different nuances to it. Yeah. And different families celebrate different ones with different levels of intensity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta know if you can hang. Yeah. I like that. But I I also, you know, we waited freaking eight years before we got married and I'm not bitter about it at all, but you know, <laughs> you just had to really figure it out. I guess <laughs> you just had to really make sure I liked him. Yeah. It's fine. I wasn't that annoying person. That's like, are you going to, are you going to ask yet? Or like, is there a ring in your pocket somewhere? Like, come on. Not that I had to, yeah. but I just am that person that preferred him to ask me. Well, I also think in the modern world, having been engaged and married in the modern world, speaking from my very limited experience of the (laughs) one person that I've decided to say yes to marrying so far, dun, 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 um, (laughs) just kidding. That was mean. Um, this was an actual relevant thought to this. Oh, I think modern couples, I remembered the words modern couples, not what I was actually going to say. I'm going to have to edit so much of this one. And I didn't think I was gonna. God damn. Um, modern couples getting married. Never mind. Were you going to talk about like rules that we put on ourselves or something? What did you say before that you were like, the, you wanted to, add? oh no, sorry. Good Lord. So <laughs> I think... To be fair though, a lot, it's, there's a lot more communication that happens regarding like getting engaged for like, that just seems to kind of be a little bit more normal as far as like, I knew when it was going to happen, I helped pick out the ring. Like, I think it's more of a joint decision for a lot of people, um, than like a, like my worst nightmare would be to be surprised proposed to. Like in a public place. That would, See, that's like, I'm, that's the whole most romantic in me where I was like, no. I don't want to know at all. Like it just has to happen out of the blue, you know, but oh, then you're I'm- also the kind of person that you like picture your own engagement, right? And then like your, your like fiance or whatever, like doesn't know anything about it. So then they do the best they can. But yeah, I do think there's a lot of benefit to definitely talking about it versus just being like one day. They're going to ask and it's going to be this magical thing. And they're going to have a photographer. My nails are going to be done perfectly. (laughs) which None of those things happened for me, but it was still an amazing experience. Yeah, no, I, uh, there was like an element, like we, we, we talked about getting married. You should definitely talk about if you want to get married (laughs) before you get engaged. Um, like that should be a year one conversation. Probably stop wasting your time with people (laughs) who don't deserve it. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, I I knew when the ring came and then it sat in his closet for like two months. That would have driven me crazy. I did not peek and I am exceptionally proud of myself for that. Honestly, I was the kind of person that like, I figured it out that my now husband was thinking about proposing. And I literally went to him and was like, I think you're going to propose to me. And he had to like scramble and (laughs) you just went and spoiled it. I did because I was like, I I can't stand it. It's on my mind. Like I have to know. And so then 
he had to like scramble and he came up with something like BS about like, oh, well, I can't afford a ring right now. Like we were just fresh out of grad school. So it was valid, but also not, you know, yeah. but he, he played it off so well. And then I was like, damn, maybe he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so then my like over anxious self then went to the complete opposite where I was like, oh my God, is he going to dump me on Christmas? <laughs> is he just waiting to get through the holidays? More people break up in January. That is the. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Which is why Valentine's Day is fun. Circling it back. <laughs> to our topic of There's love. a lot of tangents. <laughs> we're going to come back and we're going to talk about plants. Um, but it, it does circle back to the topic of love. <laughs> this episode is out of control. <laughs> To be fair, our whole season theme has been like deep dives, you know, like it's been like getting deeper. Yeah. So we need we a need, lighter one. We needed a good silly one. <laughs> so this is my segue then? Is that what you're saying? Yep. We're just okay. going to do it. It's not a, it's not a smooth one. Insert ad break here. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for bearing with us through that ad break. And thank you, Cheyenne, for your guest appearance in the form of providing us a quick history lesson on where Valentine's Day came from. Thank you. So. I know I did that Libra thing where I complained about not having attention and then talked for half an hour. <laughs> no, it was good because I actually really didn't. I've heard a little bit about Lupercalia, but I honestly didn't really know what it was. So that was awesome. So diving into the herb corner. I don't know why I picked up my tarot deck again. It's like my comfort deck, I guess. Yes, you need that tactile. I'm, I'm like a witchy that has spinner. something going on with my hands, or I just like I do the whole like what's that movie? Talladega Nights. Uh, Talladega, yeah. I'm like what? Is <laughs> <Any> all. <laughs> so I always think it's important, especially when we talk about things like Valentine's Day, and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but. I think it's really cool that we have a day that is solely dedicated to love, right? Yes. And I think it's cool that, you know, we, we just put so much energy towards that. And unfortunately, because of the fact that Valentine's Day has become really commercialized in modern times, people do associate it with a day that's like really depressing if you're single or like the whole single awareness day and stuff like that, which I completely understand and empathize with, but also... I hope that we can shift our thinking, at least for today on Valentine's Day, as we prepare for Valentine's Day, shift it away to instead of thinking about it as only romantic love, which I also don't think that necessarily St. Valentine was always just about solely romantic love or even Lupercalia. You know, there is that element of it, but I think there's a lot of expressing love for your community and for the things that are going well in your life and love in general, right? It doesn't have to just be that level of intimacy just between two people. Yeah. And I think we, um, we conflate the word romantic Mm -hmm. with, I don't like sexual or we, we conflate it with other things. You should absolutely be being romantic with your friends. Yes. If you are not romantic with the people you love, all of the people you love, what are you doing friends? Mm -hmm. And in the herbal community, we talk about that a lot too. Um, like with the term sensuality, right? Ooh, yes. We always talk about sensuality as in, in like modern culture, sensuality is so tied to like sexuality and it's always like a sexual connotation that goes along with it. But sensuality and pleasure are really so much more broad than that. Like you should have sensuality in your day to day. Like when you go about your cup of tea in the morning, can you make that a sensual, blissful, pleasurable experience versus it just being like, Oh, I'm just having tea for the day. Or even if you're having like a lazy couch day, right. Can that be a sensual, blissful, pleasurable experience that has nothing to do with sexuality but you make it special. Maybe you have a heated blanket for the day or you're watching your favorite comfort show or you know, you're know you building yourself your own personal charcuterie board because you wanna have it be like a date for yourself almost. Like when we're talking sensuality, let's talk about it from like a broader space versus it just being solely about sexuality or like intimacy between two people. 
And also your own internal sensuality, right? Especially for women. I feel like this is a big deal where our sensuality has been like oppressed for so long, right? We're not allowed to be sensual, wild, free beings at all. We have to like keep that all in a box. And so sensuality can be more about like your expression of your self-confidence, your expression of yourself, how you show up in the world, your art can be a form of sensuality. So yeah, I just think that's a really beautiful way that it's talked about in the herbal community of being so much more broad. And I think as we talked about too, bringing it circling back to love, love can be so much more broad than like the small little like box that we've put around it nowadays. Yes, absolutely. And I am of the, I mean, that was just gorgeous. Sorry. I loved everything that came out of your mouth. It was amazing. (laughs) Um, Love people. Tell them when they do cool shit. They're smart and they blow your mind. Like that's important. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we don't, we don't say I love you enough in general. Um, we definitely don't say it enough to ourselves. So like just, yeah, that practice of, of showing up for you, the way that you show up for the people you love. That's like, that's like self-love level unlocked. Yes. And I love what you said about, um, being like nice to people around you and expressing love to people around you. And I'm listening to the audiobook version of this book called Root and Ritual by Becca Piastrelli, I think is how you say her name. It's such a beautiful book about like returning back to ancestry and love of nature and all of that. But <clears throat> what she talked about that I heard today that I think is relevant to this conversation is how she talks about how you can express kindness daily And when you see somebody that is doing something that you like, or that has a name that you think is pretty, or, you know, you like their sweater, compliment them, express that kindness. And it's one of those small little acts of love that you can do every day that gives back to your community. Cause I think that's the other element of this is we, first of all, should do a better job of expressing love to our friends and those people that are in our circle, but how much do we express love back out to our community to like complete strangers too? Yeah. I have a a self-love practice when I'm feeling particularly despondent, which spoiler alert is all the time, (laughs) um, where I, um, on my walks with Willie, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling that like jaded, like not like I haven't been connecting to people if I feel like I'm just being snappy, you know, for no reason. Um, and just in my interactions with people are not taking the time to like give people eye contact, you know, just <laughs> everyday life overwhelm things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I make it a point to go and walk uh, somewhere busy, like a downtown street. Um, I did this more pre-pandemic, obviously. Um, but I used to do this on like Saturday, Sunday mornings. And I said hello to every single person I passed oh, or I said that. good morning to every single one. Even if I felt uncomfortable, even if they had headphones in, even if they looked busy, I smiled and said, good morning to every single person. And I just did a lap, like two blocks. It doesn't take that long. And I felt amazing by the end of it, because you have these tiny little microscopic interactions with people where you like make a connection, you see a light, you recognize each other's humanity. And that's like just this nice passing of ships. That's really, um, it's something we don't get anymore just because we're all so plugged in or, I mean, I hope you're listening to this podcast on a walk or a run or, oh yes, I hope so. Or at the gym, but also (laughs) like maybe take your headphones out if you're passing somebody and they've got a cute dog or, you know, someone's Mm -hmm. wearing a hat that you really like, like people need to know that they're appreciated. So, you know what I picture, like, as you're telling that story and it warms my little heart to think of you in this way, (laughs) (laughs) because remember when we were talking about, um, like the theories of the paranormal in a few episodes ago, and we were talking about that one theory where people believe that your words like stay in vibrational clouds, like around you. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you just had like a little two block walk where you had a little cloud of just like pure love and kindness around you. And I think that's precious as fuck. That's so cute. Yeah. And that inspires me to think about my little love cloud that I can have in the future and take that into my community. 
So thank you for that inspiration. This is what I love about Herb Corner. This is what I love about herbalism. This is what I love about magic. Um, like we haven't even dug into the juicy stuff yet. And we've dug into the juicy stuff. Like it's all so intertwined. And I love that, that, that kind of practice and just tradition of existing in love is like where that herbalism, like where that life practice starts. Yes. And I think that's such a, a really cool segue into this because like you hear about it all of the time, but like the very frequency of our earth and the life force of our earth and the world we live in is love, right? Like when you connect to nature, you are connecting to a form of like abundant love. And Hell, we have that yes. reciprocal relationship with nature. Like that is an expression of love between the two of you. And how fucking cool would it be if we took days like Valentine's Day and expressed just love to nature and to this interconnected energy of beingness. And that's what we made it about versus like fucking chocolate and stuff. Well, actually take that back. You can take chocolate. We should, <laughs> like, we should keep chocolate. Chocolate's a plant. Bad we example. <laughs> Anyway, you get what I'm saying. (laughs) Dude, I, yeah, all of that, all of that. Just thinking about, I'm just, I'm loving this. This conversation could not have come at a better time. I know. Um, Because it's invigorated, like love for this space. It's like reignited love for this coven, for this podcast. And I just, it's so funny because it makes, like, you feel good talking about this shit. Like, we forget how easy it is sometimes to just choose a little bit of happy. And, like, we don't sponsor toxic positivity here. Right. We're a negative bitch all the time. (laughs) Um, In case you you haven't been here for a while, you obviously (laughs) don't know. (laughs) But you can... I don't want to say manufacture because that's not the right word, but you can create, you can um, summon, you can cast, you can like weave this spell of a moment by just making a decision. That's not like changing. None of my problems disappeared the day that I Mm -hmm. said good morning to everyone. None of the things I was stressed about stopped being stressful, but I had 15 minutes of presence and joy and pleasure. And that is the only real reason we exist. Yeah. Like, why are we wasting our time doing crazy things to each other when we could make a cake with rainbows (laughs) and everyone could eat it and be happy? I'm sorry, I'm derailing us again. But like, Oh, it shouldn't be this hard. But also that reminds me um, when we talk about things like simple acts of magic that we can do to like incorporate this kind of a concept into our everyday life. I don't remember where I heard this. If, if it was a teacher or if it was the book that I just mentioned, but um, just recently someone was talking about how, when they go to their altar, um, part of their morning routine is to light a candle and then they have like a list of people that they want to express love towards, or maybe it is to the earth that day or to a plant that they're really connecting with. But that's part of their very first thing they do in the morning is light a candle and express love to whoever they feel like is needing it at the time. And I feel like that's such an act of compassion that could you imagine what the world would be like if we all started our day just taking five minutes to light a candle and just share love whether people know that we're doing it or not you know we're just increasing that vibration that's amazing that's a ritual that I would absolutely love to steal yeah and And you could do it to like your you could do it to your ancestors to your spiritual team to your friends to yourself like what if we stood in front of the mirror and just said, like, I love you to myself. Like, would that change our day? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It I would. feel like that's glamour magic your day. right there. Oh, yeah. glamour magic. Valentine's Day. Wow. We could talk about this forever. No. <laughs> so anyway, to connect with the plants. And why, why I kind of opened that up to begin with is because I think it's really important when we're talking about things like love to also talk about, like, ways that we can um, cultivate that self-love. 
And so there's a lot of plants that can really help with that. Um, and a lot of them are also kind of the herbs that are like heart opening or um, can connect us to a sort of sense of the divine. So a lot of them are herbs that you're probably already really familiar with. You know, they tend to be like those aromatic herbs that open up that deeper level of connection with something bigger than ourselves. Um, so thinking through like lavender and jasmine, those like sensual, again, that word sensuality, like you can't even yes. you feel like you have to like move as you say yeah. it, right? Oh, and um, you say the word jasmine and I smell it. Like, no, right? Ugh. Rose is a really good example of it. Um, Damiana, oh my God, I have fallen so madly in love with Damiana lately. It's Dude, same. <laughs> Thank you um, for the intro. Cause I probably wouldn't have come across her otherwise. Oh, she's so good. And, and I feel like she's one of those that really like pulls out that you are a bad bitch. You got this, like love yourself, go forward and do cool things in the world while also being like, it's all good. I've got you. I'm holding you. Ugh, We're here geez. together. And then also she's like, just calming your mind at the same time. Like she's just an all around like trifecta and I love her. Um, so yeah, those like aromatic herbs are really good. Um, mugwort is also a really good example. It's a, it's an herb that's very sacred and connects you to that sacredness. And I think there's something really special about connecting self-love to something sacred. Like we are all sacred beings and the way mm -hmm. that we can see ourselves in that way, like I get really excited about the fact that we are just like energy that's here for a short amount of time. And at some point, like we've been interconnected into this like giant cosmos, but yet here we are at a perfect point in time, all these things lined up to make sure that you're having this experience. Like that's fucking cool. That's it's fucking like kind of mind blowing, cool. but like, it's so cool that we get to experience what we're experiencing, all the good, the bad, the ugly, it's all coming together for a purpose. And I think that's really amazing. Yes. This is like the hype episode. <laughs> this is amazing. This is just us giving each other therapy for however and long we're like it completely takes. sober for it. <laughs> I've got my water and my tea right here. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. I challenge you all to find ways to invoke the sacred into yeah. your self love. Um, whether that's like self love, self love, you know what I'm saying? Or if it's just like, I'm going to have sacredness in the herbs that I choose to have into my ritual bath. Um, or, you know, I'm going to make my makeup when I'm putting makeup on in the morning, I'm going to burn a sacred herb to just make this a really sensual experience. Like I am giving myself extra love and attention and enhancing parts of myself that I'm proud of. Um, or, you know, like just the sacred act of sharing breath with herbs. I've talked about that a little bit mm -hmm. where like you sit down and really enjoy your cup of tea and really connect to who you're trying to connect to. And yeah, I think that's a really cool way to, to build that self-love is to make it sacred. Yes. Um, this is your friendly Cheyenne reminder that you deserve to have an orgasm today. <laughs> yes yes you do always <laughs> however you want to so business speaking of that let's talk about love herbs yeah how are we using them so there's a lot of ways that you can do this um I think really whatever calls to you but um, one of the things that I think is really awesome to do with herbs, especially herbs like rose or those like really aromatic herbs <clears throat> is like herbal body oils mm. and like really getting in touch with your body and like exploring that part of you or you can do it with a partner, um, but really connecting to the spirit of a plant like rose that just smells so good and opens your heart and it, it brings love into your being it's beautiful. It's sexy. And just like slathering your body with it is just like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Oil is like such a, it's a different level of sensuality, right? Like putting some lotion on your poor Colorado cracked legs is one thing, yeah. but like taking the time to really anoint yourself mm -hmm. and like to use those words and invoke that ritual because it, here's the, here's the thing, friends. It takes no additional time none 
to light a candle, to play your favorite song while you're applying your lipstick, to light that love incense, to drink this cup of tea while you're, you know, just waking up and enjoying existence. Like, just, you deserve it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Other herbs that are like really great for invoking love um, are like those heart opening herbs. Um, So things like, you know, I always go back to things like Hawthorne. It's, it's Mm. an herb that's so loving towards the heart. And oftentimes we turn to Hawthorne for things like grief or heart ache, but I also think it's important to like, personally, this is my opinion. I think it's also important to turn to those herbs that are there to support you in the broken times and also call Mm. upon them for the times that we are feeling our whole self and to meet them in that space too, because if they're able to hold you so deeply in those like darker times, imagine the power that they can bring when you're your whole self and ready to express that love. It's almost like a superpower, I feel like. So I think Hawthorne just nourishing your heart, building you up from the inside out, I think it's just a really cool reciprocal relationship that way too. That's Um, beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think oat straw is another good example of that. Like it's that herb that's like nourishing as hell. Like it's so good for you. It's got the, the vitamins and minerals It helps calm your mind, but it also has that aphrodisiac quality and, you know, honoring the herb for the nourishing parts and the, the building of our foundation, but also coming to it as like a, Hey, like, I know you got a little something like, let's, let's coexist together in yes. a way too. Like, it's just such a cool way to see plants in this multi-dimensional way versus like the allopathic, like, oh, you know, I have a headache. I want to take this herb for that reason. Or, you know, you're coming to them in like a much more almost like, cause love is kind of vulnerable, right? And totally. coming to a plant in a vulnerable space too, and like allowing you yourself to co-create in that way of in creating a sensual intimate experience alongside of an herb, I think is really beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I could get this on my is, soapbox about herbs forever. <laughs> I mean, I would listen forever. I also talk and with if, my hands a lot. I'm like, herbs. I, I'm like, I am really, I'm sorry. I cannot believe we haven't done this via video chat for two goddamn <laughs> seasons. Like a couple of noobs. Like this season, we are so much more present with each other. Like Aww. we're just, it's just so, it's great. I love it. it is. I agree. And I just love seeing your beautiful face. Nah, thanks. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, oh, oh no, we're fine. That oh, was just my phone telling me my battery was low. <laughs> we good. Um, <laughs> question, just out of curiosity, how long have we been talking? It doesn't say. It doesn't. We're probably what time at a point where we could wrap it up. It's like eight, almost eight fifteen. Oh, okay. It'll be a little bit longer, but I'm I like it longer. I no, I think this topic is one that people are gonna like and resonate with because everyone's sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have other herb things to talk about? Did you have other stuff prepared, or did you say everything you wanted to say? I think I said mostly what I wanted to say. Okay, cool. Um, so we can perwitch and slip it up then. Yeah. So I've been rambling a lot. So what do you think should be our perwitch slip for this episode? Our perwitch slip, first off, not rambling. Inappropriate word to use for the <laughs> glorious words coming out of your mouth. Um, I have so many. So I'm just going to give you in the, in the spirit of love, in the spirit of elementary school Valentine's Day, where you put a tiny little card in every single person's decorated shoebox. Okay, cute. Did you ever do that? Oh, of course. Oh, okay. You said it in a way that made me concerned that you didn't have that experience. <laughs> no, like, child, you always had, like, I was like, gonna had... bring you a shoebox tomorrow. You always had like the themed ones, like someone brought in like the Disney kind, or you had like yes. the Scooby Doo ones. Like, yeah. Mine were always like cats or dogs, probably. Right. Um, but sorry, in the spirit of that, I also, my mom and I sidebar would go ham on over decorating my box, like every Martha Stewart trick in the book. And there would be a different theme every year. 
Valentine's Day as a child was one of my favorite days. I used to love it too. It's actually still one of my favorite days. It's actually my partner's birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a Valentine baby. So that's, yeah, that's always fun. Um, It's my parents' anniversary. They got married on their lunch break and they came and picked me up from the second grade and we went to the church and got married. And then they took me back to school, which was lame. Why'd you take me back to school? (laughs) Um, I got, well, to be fair, I got a lot of attention because my parents got married at lunch and then I had a cool story to tell after lunch. So that's actually really cute. Yeah, it was very cute. Um, The other, um, it's my stepmother's birthday as well. Wow. Uh, there's one more thing about Valentine's day that like lines up for me that I was trying to remember. Oh, because it's my parents' anniversary. So we, um, it's like our anniversary. My dad gave me, uh, actually he gave me this ring. My wedding ring is the ring. My dad gave me when I was eight years old, when he married my mom. Oh, that's so Um, cute. Yeah. So it's cute. Anyway, sorry, not to ramble on about my personal life for a second, but my dad always sends me yellow roses because those were my favorite flowers when I was eight um for Valentine's Day and that's like always been our thing and so when I married somebody who has a birthday on Valentine's Day it was like it like it became even more special because I birthdays are sacred and important to me and I make your day about you like I'm not not fucking with that it's fine um (laughs) (laughs) but my dad always goes out of his way to send flowers and it's like each year it just gets more special which is really sweet so I love Valentine's Day that's really sweet and you know I think that's such, I'm so glad you shared that about your parents too um that's something that I have a really fond memory about on Valentine's Day as well is um with my mother when I was a kid she would actually send me roses on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day and she did that um up until high school uh, you know, when you start like being interested in boys and stuff like that, but it was just her way of always like making sure that I knew that I was loved and felt special and and received that on Valentine's day. And looking back on it, you know, as an adult, just realizing how like nice that was and like how it yeah. built me up as a kid, you know? No, that's so special. And so many people don't get cute stuff like that. Yeah. And, and that level of love and attention. So Expressing gratitude for the parents tonight and like the, the love yeah. that they share. That was so nice. Be everybody's Valentine. <laughs> yeah, that's your per witch and slip. Be, be a Valentine. Yes. Oh no, that's great. That sums up all of them. Be everybody's Valentine. Yours. Go for a walk and wish people a happy Valentine's Day. Go make little handmade Valentines and give them to your friends or just give them to cute old people you see on the street. You were so chattering Dave Hill. TikTok has taken over our lives, people. Yeah, it really has. I've like purchased merchandise. Oh, I know. You should not feel ashamed of that. There is no shame in this space tonight. <laughs> Thank you. Only love. Only, Only love, love. For all of the messy bits of all of us. So go love yourselves, love each other. Just it's the best magic there is, y'all. You're my Valentine, Cheyenne. I claim you. <gasps> You're mine. Oh yay. Cheers, witches. Happy Cheers. Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my god, that was so cute. That was a cute one. It started off like a hot mess and then got really cute. <laughs> <laughs> then it got really Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ouija Boards and Midnight Marks. If you're having a witching good time, we hope you'll help us to grow this little coven. You all know it's us against AI in this algorithm e algorithm world, so please help us out. Please like, rate, and subscribe anywhere you're listening to us. Also, we want to connect with our spooky, marg-loving friends out there, so please like and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Links for those profiles will be in the show notes. And hey, be sure to tell us what you're drinking tonight. We love you all so much, witches. Cheers.
lovely listeners. Are you as obsessed with my co-host as I am? Who am I getting? Of course you are. So for even more herbal goodness, make sure you're following thinningoftheveil.apothecary on Instagram and check out Shale's website at thinningoftheveilapothecary.com. Here you'll find her gorgeous blog, herbal offerings, consultation information, and a beautiful community that grows bigger every day. You don't want to miss this journey. And thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. See you online.